0: Welcome to the Bruins Benders podcast episode 31 it's the game for Bruins and Hurricanes recap, and is brought to you on our new home, the Inside the Rink Podcast Network. Insidetherink.com is your one-stop shop for all your NHL news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at inside underscore the underscore rink and download the Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website right on your phone. And now Smitty has a quick word from our new show sponsor and friends of Inside the Rink, BetUS.
1: BetUS has your NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year of live betting. Sign up at BetUS.com with promo code RINK for a 125% sign-up bonus. Again, that is BetUS.com. And use the promo code RINK for your sign-up bonus. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry. BetUS. You bet. You win.
0: You get paid. BetUS.com. I'll tell you what, you could use the terms like gutsy and resilient and, you know, just just, you know, taking all the odds against you and, and coming through with a big win. And that's what happened this afternoon in game four, as the Bruins get a five to two win and even the series at two. And it's really one for the ages. Might, one of those you might look back on and say, this is a, a really gutsy win when, the the odds were stacked against them, and McAvoy gets a late scratch on the COVID protocol list, and you think, uh-oh, but Carolina scores first again, so you don't get on the board early, it doesn't look very good, and then Bergeron, quite a leader, scores a big goal on the doorstep, ties the game, and then early in the second period, Josh Brown starts the period, which I thought was an odd thing to do to start the second period in a 1-1 game. And immediately 33 seconds in, the entire 33 seconds in the zone and Carolina scores right away. It's like an instant disaster. Uh, But then Jake gets another big goal, a greasy one and then Marchand comes up so huge uh, when they needed it most. It was a huge win that can't be understated.
1: Yeah, it's just a huge ballsy win. I mean, no McAvoy, no Lindholm again. The defense had some not-so-great moments, um, but the entire team just battled. They battled all the way through. The fourth line was a factor again, I think, with their physicality and and puck management and and, uh, grinding the uh, Hurricanes defense down. Uh, And then your best players rise to the occasion, D'Angelo chirps Marshand at one point. And uh, after that moment, Marshand goes off and, you know, mm. five points, just uh, tremendous. And it seems like the Bees may have the momentum and may have Carolina a little frustrated now going into game five.
0: They might. They might have them frustrated for sure. And, and I think that Carolina, in the back of their head, they were eliminated twice by the Bruins in 19 and in 20. So this could be another situation where they say, "Oh, oh not again. So we'll see what happens. Of course, Game 5 is a pivotal one. Uh, seven Sherps Playoff Edition is sponsored by Lops Brewing. Lobster Brewing and Tasting Room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week, and you can use the coupon code SPORTS to get 10% off your online order. Go to lopsbrewing.com. And follow them at Lops Brewing on social media for new beers and events. Number one, Charlie McAvoy, late scratch, added to the COVID protocol, needs to be out five days, so he'll definitely miss at least the next game. Can they survive at least one more game without him? I mean,
1: they'll be more prepared for it in the next game, I think. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing though. I, I feel like kind of, you know, you don't have time to think about it. You just go in and try to, and try to do your best, you know, rally around everybody. You know, the team kind of gels, comes together and you just say, we got to figure this out. We got to do it on our own. We're not going to have, you know, our minutes leader for the entire season, uh, back there. And, uh, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that they can, um, give a similar effort to the one that they gave today and, and kind of battle through and, and stem the tide and, and hold strong until they can get him back. And hopefully it's just the next game. It's, it it could be longer. So hopefully it isn't though.
0: It could be depending on the timing of when he had symptoms and so forth. It Mm -hmm. could be Thursday as well. So that, Of course, that's not good at all. And you also have the fact that this is going to be a road game at home. You know, your role players tend to play better in in any sport. So that is a factor as well. Going on the road in that environment could be, you know, not so great either. But I think as a whole, the group played really, really well. And we had, you know, you had guys playing almost 20 minutes of ice time who don't play that much and they really gutted it out and, and they were able to hold on and, and, and get the win.
1: Yeah. Carol, uh, Carolina has the last change too, uh, at home. Right. So that play will, that will, thing, that actually. will play a, a big difference in, mm-hmm. in what the matchups will be in that game. So, uh, definitely a much, uh, much harder challenge in game five. And
0: I think the Bruins have, t- have taken advantage of the, of the, the final change. Absolutely. In these two games for sure, without mm-hmm. a doubt. So this could be a guest series that goes seven because of that very thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, number two, having Josh Brown on the ice at the start of the second period, Carolina scores in thirty-three seconds. Strange move, wasn't it?
1: It was a strange move. I, I don't, I don't really know why you do that. It, he's your he's your third pairing guy. You know, he's just got into the lineup tonight for the first time in a long, long time. Uh, to me, I, I don't, I don't have him starting periods, but um, you know, eventually, I guess it worked out in the long
0: run. But uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a weird move for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I, maybe I see it as, you know, you give the minutes early because you're rather than late, I guess. So, so you have to give him some minutes. But you only, you only played 12, I think you played 12.50. Um, so maybe you... I mean, it damned if you do, if you didn't, if you don't, if wherever you play them. Yeah. But that that was just kind of odd because it immediately gave Carolina momentum. They were in the zone the entire time, and then they score a goal, mm-hmm. and it and it and it did look good. Like it it looked like Carolina was ready to impose their will on you, and they had Brown out there, and I just thought it was odd. Um, all right, number three, we talked about the best players letting them down in the first two games, but the best players have risen to the occasion in these two games absolutely
1: have risen to the occasion. I mean, this is what you needed from them. We talked about it before. If the best best players for the Bruins don't show up in the series, the series is going to be over. Um, But the best players for the Bruins, the last two games have shown up and they've shown up huge. Um, Really carrying the team. They put the, they put the perfection line back together and it seems to have sparked something with Marchand and with Pasternak. Bergeron, you know, he's going to be steady, he's going to be there every time doing the right things, playing the right way. But those other two guys seem to have caught a spark from that and it's and it's uh it certainly helped them in these in these two games at home and and hopefully will uh continue on the road.
0: Yeah, and I think that Jake has done a good job of you know, going back down to either the second or third line, wherever he he plays, and is continuing to play really good hockey. So it wasn't something that let him down. Like he took it in stride and right and continued to play well. Had the big goal today.
1: Yeah, huge uh, had, goal. You
0: know, big shorthanded goal, uh, big shorthanded assist in game three. Mm-hmm. Right, so, so uh, credit to him as well. But the but the best players, you know, they were so good for Carolina in the first two games, and now your best players have been really good in, in these two games. And hopefully they can carry it on to a road game. In game five. Uh, chirp number four, the defensive core really stepped up and we talked about this just a minute ago, but can they do it on the road? That's,
1: that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm worried about the matchups. I'm worried about um, Carolina being able to get the Aho line out there against, you know, Brown and, and Riley or whoever the third bottom pair D is or or whatever matchup they deem to be the one that they want to put those guys out against, um, not having McAvoy and possibly Lindholm could be back for game five. So that would be a huge boost. That would Mm -hmm. certainly help. Um, but I, you know, missing, missing, missing your, you know, your number one is very, very difficult, especially when them being the minutes leader for the entire season. And, and, you know, I'd like to hope that they can pull forth, put forth the same kind of effort in game five. Um, But it will be, you know, it remains to be seen, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's um, having Lindholm back would be huge. And chirp number five, great timing. Hampus Lindholm could return in game five, according to Cassidy. Will they feel more pressure now to bring him back? You think?
1: Probably. (laughs) They probably will. I mean, Yeah, I think I think they will f- feel more pressure to bring him back. I think the Canes felt some pressure to bring Ranta back in this game, um, yes. and he may not have been ready for it. I don't know. He, he didn't seem particularly sharp for them. Um, so I, I want them to be careful with it, though, because concussions, you know, you never know. He comes back maybe a little too early, gets dinged, and then maybe he's out for an even longer period of time. So I'd really like them to... Not take their time, but be absolutely sure that he's ready to go.
0: Right. And I think for the long term, that's the key. You haven't made years going forward. So you, you can't just bring him out there if he's if he's 50%, 70%. I I am with you. I, I just I roll the dice. You're not going to be eliminated this next game. Right. And you've shown you can win at home against them. So it's really not a must win. I guess you could say. Although it'd be really nice, yeah, but it's certainly not a must-win. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I think I sort of say, okay, I, I work with the D, the D groups going in and say this is what we're doing, and we're going to keep doing the same thing, and um, and hopefully I can get a lead this time, four games in a row and don 't score the first goal, it would be nice to score that first one, particularly with Carolina feeling a little bit of pressure now and feeling some frustration, so that could go a long way absolutely sure number six, Carolina seems frustrated. Are they on the ropes? Oh damn, I hope so
1: i really I really really hope so. Um, as the series goes on i 'm hating them more and more every single game, so i really I really do hope they 're on the ropes. I hope the Bruins have momentum, and like you said a minute ago, I think scoring the first goal. In game five, after you've uh, taken the momentum away, you've won two in a row now, if you get that first goal in game five, that could go a long way to you winning game five, which is a pivotal game in the series.
0: No, no, no question. And I, you know, we haven't really mentioned him at all, but, you know, Jeremy Swayman's been pretty good. I mean, he had that bad goal in game three, but the game was already sort of out of reach. And then today, he, I thought he was very steady and very good. He was. And he's really sort of settled that thing down and um he's not really hurting you and he's making the saves that need to be made made and um he's done a pretty good job and it's a good thing because if he didn't then you'd really be in scramble mode in the net absolutely so i so i think that's that's pretty good okay chart number seven game five predictions I didn't give a prediction last game. I just I I, I re-listened to the oh yeah episode, and I was so I was so all for your three to two in overtime thing that I was like, yeah, we'll just go with
1: that. Yeah, we did jump on board. It's fine. <laughs> right. right. Uh, so what do you think for game five? Uh, I'm gonna say three to two and overtime because I think I've said that yeah. the last two games and they've won them. So yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. let's roll with that. We'll keep yeah. rolling with uh, three to two and overtime for the Bruins, and uh, hopefully that will continue the winning streak.
0: Interesting that there haven't been any overtime games yet, and um, you know, to, you know, pretty much, pretty much four games that were, you know, for the most part, a done deal in the last five six minutes of the game. So, um, I think there may be an overtime game too, and I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go four to three in overtime, Bruins, um, and it's gonna. Take some years off my life, I think
1: it's going to be. Well, any better, overtime game takes years yeah. off the, off your life. Yeah. yeah,
0: and it's and I think that's why I feel a little less stressed. To, and I, I just noticed this today when I was watching the games. Like, I'm not as on the edge of my seat for the most part. I mean, when they go down, I do. I am a little, but I mean, for the most part, I'm not. Like after the game, I'm not all like my blood pressure is not through the roof. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because there's been no overtimes. And that's a real cause for concern health-wise. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be truthful. Yeah. Um, all right, beauties and benders time. My three beauties. Number three, Curtis Lazar, Stalker's rising. He's going to get a little bit of a raise from someone next year. I don't know if that'll be the Bruins. But, man, has he been so good, blocking shots, you know, being a pest, forechecking really well. I mean, there's not a lot on the score sheet for him. But, man, power, penalty kill, it's been terrific. Like He's just been really, really good, and he's 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 given them somewhat of that Gregory Campbell type of thing, I think, this year. He's been tremendous, absolutely. Yeah, he's been really good. Number two, Brad Marchand, five-point game, a huge goal in game three, and then a huge goal in game four, and a big-time pass to pasta for the insurance goal today. Don't let him get hot. Oh, he's hot. He's, he's hot, so he's hot a firecracker yeah, right now He's hot,
1: and I hope, it, or... I hope it carries
0: over. Yeah, I hope so, too. And then number one, Patrice Bergeron. Boy, are the Bruins going to miss him. They will,
1: but let's not talk about that now because that makes <laughs> no, me sad. No,
0: I think he's coming back <laughs> next year. I really do. I, I think so, too. I think he's coming back.
1: Uh, my beauties is uh, just number one, the whole fucking team. Can't <laughs> complain about anybody. They battled <laughs> their asses off. Uh, they, they deserved did. this win. They played great, uh, shorthanded. Um, yeah, I... I can't complain about anybody the uh, whole team yeah. whole team deserves the beauty for for that win uh it was a great job by them and and hopefully it continues into game five
0: they do and I thought they kept their composure and when when Carolina was losing some of their cool I thought they kept their composure they you know they cashed in on a couple of penalties a five one three i mean they you know they were they did enough on the power play to win the game it's still not great still not perfect but um but they I thought they did a really good job of you know, sort of getting Carolina a little bit frustrated and keeping them frustrated. And, um, I, yeah, I'm with you. They just played. the resiliency that we talked about in the last episode is such a thing for them. It, I mean, it really is. I mean, we've talked, to, obviously, they've, they've lost big games in the past. It would have been nice to win a couple of cups. Yep. Uh, hopefully they win one this year. But, you know, all in all, when, whenever you think they're down and out, they seem to come back in, climb right back in. Mm-hmm. So that's a credit to the coaches and the leaders. Absolutely. Uh, all right, Bender's time. Number three, Bender. Tony D'Angelo.
2: Face it. you're a Neo-Maxi-Zoom dweeby.
0: Every series needs a villain, so insert Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> because he is the villain of this series. How about Fire and the Stick? What an absolute bitch move. That. If Marshan did that... He'd be out like ten games. Well, that's an absolute pitch move. I,
1: he, I think because he scored, they didn't call it. But I think that's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. I, I think it is. If you fire the and, stick a, at and someone, it may and Jesus. it probably should be. It should have been a misconduct. Like he should yes. have probably gotten ten for that.
0: Honestly, I, should, I think he should have gotten the 10-minute misconduct on the on the cross-check to the face of Lazar and the, and the way he reacted afterwards. Yeah. I thought he was going to get a misconduct just for the total douchebaggery yeah. that was happening in that whole play. And then he fires a stick at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, send him. I don't care if there's 34 seconds left. Yeah. Send him. Yeah, they should have. That was, that
2: was ridiculous. They
0: should have. All right, uh, bender number two, the bandwagon fans.
2: Face it, You're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby.
0: You are not allowed back on. I saw so much social media about 10 minutes before the game. The Bruins are screwed. They're all done. McAvoy's out. And not only that, the amount of so-called Bruins fans who have just been ripping this team from from day one and just find everything possible to say negative about the team. A team that went 107 points on the year it is just incredible to me the amount of you would you question whether or not they're really fans or if they just love the fact that they right. when they aren't going well they can rip them
1: yeah love to, love to complain love to complain that's why yeah. i am positive vibes only from now on yeah. positive vibes yeah, only
0: what, it, it works we're doing that that hashtag <laughs> is going viral next time uh, and then number 1 Nessun.
2: face it. you're a neo maxi zoom dweeby.
0: This is a record seventh or eighth time on the benders list, I think, this year for Nesson. And I have him on here today because I switched to ESPN for, for period three, and now I can't go back. So it's ESPN <laughs> the rest of the way.
1: <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, all right. For my three benders, uh, number three, I have Rod Brindamore.
2: Face it. You're a neo-maxi-zoom dweeby.
1: He's a whiny bitch, this guy. I mean, he, oh, they, like their team as a whole complains about everything like the mm-hmm. Bruins complain. I mean, most teams do. Most of our players do. But it seems like after every whistle, there's a Canes guy skating over to a referee to complain about something. Brind- mm-hmm. Brindamore complaining about the uh, the goal by DeBrusque, like just mm-hmm. constantly
0: complaining. Mm-hmm. And it's Absolutely. not it's not becoming really. No, and it's, it's similar to Craig Berube in that. Yeah. Stanley Cup final, like yeah. everything is a bitch thing. Everything is a bitch move. Yep. And in the in the media about the Parsonak you know, run of the goalie, quote unquote, mm-hmm. it's just like incredible to me that, that that whole thing. I'm glad the Bruins don't get into that. I'm glad Cassidy doesn't really get into that thing
1: because it's just douchey. It
2: is. It absolutely
1: is. Uh, number two, I also have Tony D'Angelo.
2: Base. You're a Neo Maxi Zoom dweeby.
1: So he is a double dweeby in this episode. Uh, yes. Not sure how you can chirp someone for having a big nose when you're a racist piece of shit. I don't think that's <laughs> something that you should be able to do and get away with. Um, yeah, I went there because it's true. And he is.
0: Yeah,
2: let's call it what it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, and amazing. then number one is COVID.
2: Base, you're a Neo Maxi Zoom <laughs>
1: Leave fucking Charlie McAvoy alone for the crying out loud. And leave the rest of the team alone, too, while you're at it. Uh, yeah. But according to Jaffe, we'll miss at least game five and, and hopefully uh, nothing beyond that. But uh, that's not ideal. So COVID definitely gets the, gets the big one there.
0: The only player not to enter the protocol this year is David Postonok. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, knock I on wood. I don't want it. Knock want on it to all happen. the woods. I don't want it to happen. Put them in a. There was grunt. McAvoy and
1: Pasta before this, and yes. now it's just Pasta. So right. knock on pasta. all of the woods there over there. That
0: can't happen Tuesday night. No, nope, can't that have just that. Can't happen. Nope. Um, all right, uh, first round, game five, Tuesday, May 10th at Carolina, uh, the all important game five series tied at two. It goes back to Carolina, where well, the Bruins lost the first two. Uh, rate and review for charity: a dollar to go goes to the Bruins Foundation for every rate and review on Apple or any rating on Spotify. Go to InsideTheRink.com for Bruins Benders merchandise, and follow us on Twitter. We give game updates throughout the game and some polls and a lot of really good interaction on the social media. And download the Inside the Rink app; you'll get everything right on the website right on your phone and we will drop episode 32 after game five Tuesday night about 20-30 minutes after uh, the last whistle and uh, we will see how the Bruins do in Carolina a big game five coming up but for now Bruins whole serve at home we appreciate everyone listening and have a great night and go Bruins
1: here we go Bruins here we go